0: Hello there everybody. Thanks for joining us. Today's Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Ag. What's up, Mark?
1: Uh, nothing, Trey. I was at a uh, Walgreens last night picking up a prescription and I saw a line of people about 40 deep waiting to get vaccinated and yeah. that was the most beautiful thing i would seen in a long time, man. It's like it's actually happening. This shit's this shit's ending finally.
0: Right. I saw yeah, I saw a headline that said and I admittedly this is uh, you know, like confirmed cases but i saw a headline that said um more people have been vaccinated for covid in america than have gotten the virus the whole time which i found to be a uh uplifting headline again i know that there's so many people who got it and will never know because they were asymptomatic or whatever but i mean still that's good to read it's good to hear
1: Yeah, that's, that's fully vaccinated too. So it's like, we we passed like a 30 million fully vaccinated. Like we've had like 29 million documented cases or whatever, but yeah, you're right. Like three, three or four times as many people that should have some herd immunity because they got it and didn't know they had it. So.
0: Yeah, man, it's nice to see some light (laughs) at the end of the tunnel, you know, hopefully like,
1: yeah, man, I'm ready to uh, get back to licking toilet seats. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I know, you know, you've uh, made fun of me before and rightfully so for being uh so it's, I would never self identify as superstitious, but I know that I evidently am because, like, I'm, I have like a certain level of anxiety inside of me right now talking about this because I'm like, oh, I don't want to jinx anything, you know? <laughs> like, uh, us talking about being good, that will somehow confirm or, uh, ensure that the universe makes it not good, you know? Well, uh, but yeah. The,
1: uh, uh <laughs> the way, the way people have been covering this, like, like, um, we're so habituated to being screwed by this now that people are like beaten dogs, where they're just like, yeah. like, like every time a new variant pops up, people freak out, like the pandemic's going to go on another three years. But all the vaccines seems to work for the var- for the variants. The I saw some uh, some uh, article yesterday saying the scientists are like, like COVID's got no more moves left. There's only so many spike proteins it can do because of the nature of the virus and it's basically run out of them. So it's not much more can evolve. And knock on wood, it's just like it's about done, man. We fucking kicked its ass. Hell yeah, humanity! We win this one.
0: Yeah. See, I I love that, but you were like making me nervous in the middle of that. You're talking about how he's got no moves. Like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, shh, shh, you know, don't, you know, don't talk during the no hitter type of thing. Not that this Trey, is a we're, up, we're up three touchdowns on COVID. We can go yeah, prevent
2: right,
1: defense, baby. Fine.
0: Yeah, we're up twenty eight <laughs> to three on COVID right now.
1: Yeah, uh, halftime. No one's ever done it. No one's ever been come back three down three one in <laughs> no a seven game series. Has
2: well, never
0: done it? Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the show. With this, as always, producer Matt doing his thing. This is weekly skews tonight. We talk about the big COVID relief bill. Uh, what the Democrats got right, what they got wrong, and what the Republicans were doing in the interim. Spoiler alert, it's whimsically infuriating. We also talk about the appropriate role of the filibuster in the future of American politics and as much British royalty discussion as either of us can stomach. We'll see how that goes. All that and more on tonight's skews, but first, as always, the Daily Dumbass, Matt Graphic, please. <clears throat> So tonight's DD, let me put it to you this way. Better hot takes, better dumbasses, weekly skews. That's right. It's Papa John, who you may recall was canceled, fired by his own board of directors a few years ago for using that most vile of racial slurs, the N-word, in a public forum. But not to worry, the impresario of mediocre pizza pies has spent the intervening months working diligently on self-improvement. Matt, play the clip
3: take me back to a few years ago when you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name how did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines
2: um state of shock um unbelievable um i couldn't understand it i i mean again you have a public board that paints its chairman uh complicit passive or active they paint the founder, as a racist, they know he's not a racist. It's just unbelievable.
0: And I used to lay in bed just going, how did they do this? And we've had three <laughs> goals for the last 20 months, to get rid of this uh, N-word uh, in my uh, vocabulary and, <laughs> and everything else uh, because it's just not true. All right, he's got it off, man. Yeah. Yeah, on with my so life. He <laughs> yeah. He's been working for – He's guys, he's been working – hard for 20 months to remove the n-word from his vocabulary and it seems to me like he's feeling good about his progress mark he's coming along with getting rid of the (laughs) n-word from his vocabulary (laughs)
1: I can't even figure out what point he's trying to make unless he's coming coming out as having Tourette's because I don't even know like like if you if you can control it you're still like I'm still saying the N word but I'm down to three times a day yeah I, like
0: right yeah yeah he's cut <laughs> back he's cut back on the N word which he feels you know should be applauded I, like he's got a patch for it he's got an N word patch he's going to N word Sayers anonymous meetings you know <laughs> like uh, he said also he's like we've been working for twenty months like I imagine he's got this like whole special team he's put together to help him with this you know what i mean and they drill him every day on not saying the N word they come in and they're like all right john what do you call a black pilot And he's like hmm uh, and no no it's just a pilot john he's like oh right that's right i'm sorry you know you I'm think still, it's like i'm a- still evolving you know i'm still getting there
1: See, in my head, it's like he wears a shocking collar around his house that has an AI in it that, it, that <laughs> hears him when he says it. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's weird for the founder of Papa John's to claim he is a racist, considering his pizza has been racist against Italians since the day of. It's, it's it, <laughs> uh, Italians would object to that framing. I. I uh, I mean, first, I mean, I love Papa John's. I lived on it in college, but also I uh, like Pizza uh, Tostino's pizza rolls. So I'm not like uh, a hardcore connoisseur, but I yeah, can
0: imagine. I uh, and I'm not and I'm not just saying this because of the sort the, the political context or whatever. I also lived off Papa John's in college, but I felt like and I still, Mark, tell me if this is even a real word. It was a word in my culture. I got foundered on Papa John's. Have you ever heard that? You heard that mm. word? Yeah, that's a thing where I, they say like, you get foundered on it, which basically means like you have too much of it, and then you don't you like ruin it for yourself, like you indu- indulge. Oh, that happened heavily. to me with
1: tequila. You know, yeah, so right. Yeah, there you go. You
0: got foundered. <laughs> you got foundered on tequila. Producer Matt says it's a horse term. So there you go. That's that's interesting. No more detail than that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I ate so it's when horses eat too much. So oh. there you go. But I, uh, I ate so much Papa John's in college that, like, I genuinely, I don't, I, ca- I can't do it anymore. I don't, I, I haven't liked it for a long time. I just wore myself out on it.
1: By, by the way, I looked up uh, the circumstances of his firing because his firing was a two-step process. So he got fired. He stepped down for, as CEO in January of 2018 because he was in a beef with the NFL over the anthem protest. The NFL dropped his uh, the, the Papa John's official pizza of the NFL contract. So that's why he, the board removed him as CEO. And then he got fired from the board because when he was complaining about the uh, getting, getting fired for the anthem protest thing, he said, uh, uh, the exact words were, I can't believe I got in trouble for this. Colonel Sanders called blacks, whoop, that's what he said. He was defending himself. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah. Him, like, just even like n word aside, which is not a thing you should ever say, but like him, like, framing it as him versus Colonel Sanders is also hilarious to me. Like, him being like, Look. Look what Colonel Sanders did. Like, yeah. Like that. <laughs> How come I'm,
1: this, I'm in trouble? I'm not as racist as a fake Confederate general. Colonel. general yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, wild.
0: man. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, let's give some honorable mentions for the Daily Dumbass tonight. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass trees in the uh, North Carolina region. Any tree there who thought that in the presence of, of rookie Congressman Madison Hawthorne, they could um, talk shit and not get hit. Matt, play the. <laughs> oh, slow mo. Wait a Look what at him. about this. Oh, oh. Whip that! So tree's he's off ass, a Boy, look at him.
1: Yeah. So, but like the tree's so rotten. When he punched one part, another part fell off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what yeah. even is that supposed to be? Is it because, okay, Mark, is it a just like liberals are wimps and we're not? Is it a like a tree hugger joke or something? Like, you know, we're tree huggers, they're tree ass whoopers <laughs> or whatever. Is it literally just trying to be as badass as you can be or? Now, what is I think it's one of those here. times where you're looking
1: for meaning behind something when it just owns to punch when a tree.
0: The, he just <laughs> wanted to punch a tree. Yeah. Yeah. He bought he's just Matt mad at producer
1: trees. Producer Matt found the gloves he was wearing. Uh they were tactical gloves with like hard knuckles. So he bought special. Uh Matt says he's mad at his dad. I'm assuming this context is his dad's a tree. Uh yeah. he's, <laughs> His dad and this tree both leave. Uh, that didn't pun didn't even work. Yeah, here you go. Bradley, um,
0: these are the gloves that yeah. he's wearing in that clip. Hike man tactical army military gloves, rubber hard knuckle outdoor full finger touchscreen gloves for men, fit for cycling, motorcycle, hunting, shooting, hiking, camping, airsoft, paintball. It's a. Uh, it's like a like a well, porno title just checking just hitting all the all the you know yeah search terms in there but yes it's like got hard plastic knuckle coverings so you can really just whoop a tree's ass if you want to also i know i know i said madison hawthorne it's madison cawthorne that's my fault yeah. i misspoke but anyway
1: that that's one yeah. of those tactical gear things that like i mean obviously there are circumstances where you'd want to tackle tactical, tactical gloves with like brass knuckles attached in case you're going into some hardcore door-to-door city combat you know like you're like a you know a navy seal and uh you know mosul or something but uh they they sell these to like those but they sell these to like guys who have fantasies and act like these are useful for riding a motorcycle there's no reason you need brass knuckles to ride a fucking motorcycle it's
0: that yeah it's that mall ninja cool. (laughs) thing that they have it's there's a whole industry for that yeah i mean they've even got like shurikens and you know ninja weapons and stuff that they sell to these people that yes they'll never ever ever use in their yep matt producer matt says gravy seals yes exactly yeah yeah Um, but it just makes them feel badass you know apparently but like okay and i mean i should know the answer to this question and i don't there's like him whooping that tree's ass. He posted that, right? Like he he said, hey, film me whooping this tree's ass and then let's post it to social media. This man is a congressman. Like, it, yeah. I, I mean, I know there's, you know, when you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and that ilk in Congress, it's not particularly egregious to whoop a tree's ass. I'm aware of that. But it's like, what like there's just no standard (laughs) what and also just everybody remembers he's also a literal white supremacist uh nazi as well as a tree ass whooper just put that out there
1: (laughs) trey uh was not just talking about him being a right-wing goon he literally said his dream vacation was going to like hitler's vacation house and he like has done a how hitler salute and shit and like Done stuff like uh, used the number 88 in his screen name, which, of course, is Internet slang for Hitler because it's the eighth letter of the uh, the alphabet and shit. So, yeah, he sucks. Uh, But uh, He's a congressman, but he's also 25. um, And filming yourself punching a tree down is something like a a school shooter would do in the lead-up to it, which kind of fits his personality. So,
0: So, speaking about the current (laughs) standard for GOP congressmen, let's Mm -hmm. move on to Dr. Paul Gosar, or Gosar a uh, Arizona Republican. US representative and a doctor who posted the following meme on his Twitter uh, just put yes there you go um, so it's a if you if you're only listening to us it's a cartoon image like a comic strip type colored in cartoon image of a um, Woman of the night, a prostitute. Yes, leaning over the driver's side of a car, and it's got the the the, her speech says fifty dollars, whatever you want, baby, and the John in the car says, "Can you tell everyone America First is inevitable?" (laughs) So, this is like a U.S. congressman slash doctor using a prostitute meme to. Propagate a white supremacist <laughs> Message So you know Madison Cawthorn whooping a tree's ass Really doesn't seem all that bad in comparison I guess
1: Yeah so uh, a little bit of background on that that like That's not just a random assortment of words That don't really mean anything uh, America First is inevitable as a, a Slogan slash uh, a, a Pioneered by Nick Fuentes A former uh, 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 Daily Dumbass nominee yeah. Who is leader of a uh, internet boys right no not the groipers they're they're all they're a separate group i mean there's there's so many of these okay. dumb little groups not the proud boys but they're worse than the proud boys because they're out not racist or the proud boys at least try to hide a little bit um anyway th- so he pioneered that slogan and uh he also um uh hosted a event that was down the street from cpac the cpac wasn't uh hardcore enough which uh, uh, Paul Ghoster spoke at. And Paul Ghoster, if you don't know who he is, he's he's the guy whose own family cut a series of attack ads against him because he sucks so goddamn hard. <laughs> um, he's really bad. He's a dentist, I think. D- dentist, just... Uh, dentist. Mine's pretty cool, but as a general rule, uh, they have a high suicide rate for a reason. They have, they're miserable bastards. And he's <laughs> one of them.
0: Uh, we didn't talk about this in the pre-show discussion. I didn't know Mark was going to uh, go in on dentists in here. I mean, I'm all for <laughs> it. That's hilarious. I didn't we do not know how that rate. I'm just saying, yeah, that's a yeah. fact. <laughs> like, Listen, guys, g- d- generally speaking, dentists, no. <laughs> yeah,
4: if you know it's, it's a white trash thing, I think. Great.
0: Being distrustful of dentists, you know, right. we just, it, yeah, it's sort of, a, it, it's a cultural thing. That's what it is. Uh, but no, yeah, obviously this guy's a fucking lunatic. Um, yeah. I mean, if it are,
1: any dentists are listening to make any—Trey's uh, uh, right. Our people are naturally suspicious of dentists because we don't have any teeth. So that's where we're going.
0: Yeah, make weird do. how that works. No way there's a relation <laughs> between those two things. But um, all right, next up on the honorable mentions list, we've got— um, Anybody out there who doubted that Joe Biden wouldn't just choke his dog to death or whatever? <laughs> I guess I don't know. We've been his dog Major has been the subject of great scrutiny as we have covered on recent episodes of the Skews. But so uh, to set, gotta, set this go, up, go
1: uh, so Joe Biden's dogs got banished from the White House and shipped back to uh, uh, to Do- to Delaware because they bit yeah. someone. Theoretically, supposedly a Secret Service agent, but no one said. Anyway, so uh, Joe Biden's dogs bit somebody. They had to go home. And so this is the press conference uh, today. Uh, about it. <laughs> that's three things. That's OK. The, the dogs, immigration, and then Governor. Another
3: Obama. dogs question. OK. <laughs> well, just a, a quick clarification <laughs> sure. on the dogs.
1: Okay. Stupid um, can you country. confirm
3: that it was a Secret Service
0: member who was bitten? And can you also reassure the public that Major Biden will not be euthanized as a result of this? <laughs>
3: Major Biden is a member of the family, so I can assure you that.
0: Uh, I don't have any more details on the individual. Um, I would encourage you to ask the Secret, Secret you, Service, but I'm not going to have any more Can indiv- you reassure uh, the American people that but Joe Biden will not murder this dog? Uh, <laughs> also, Producer Matt, for the record, uh, we heard the audio. but couldn't see the video there, but you only needed the audio. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I love he's like, okay, I got a couple questions. Uh, we're going to cover dogs, immigration. <laughs> It's like, that's one first first up dogs, then America's immigration policy
1: <laughs> we we could i mean, look, I love dogs, I have a dog, I love it, uh but like this country's priorities like if if the Biden's dog got hit by a car the same day we nuked Iran, guess what the first question would be about,
0: yep, <laughs> the dog yeah now look we yeah, what. <laughs> We, as we've said on the show before, I'm more of a cat person. I want no harm to come to dogs. I like, I, you know, dogs are great. I'm a cat person. Okay. See, I'm saying this. I'm I'm walking on eggshells right now because of how fucking hardcore dog people are. I know y'all are going to crucify me just for <laughs> saying like, yeah, I'm more of a cat guy. Right. But I am. Okay. But having said that, yes, you're right. It's like the thing with Lady Gaga recently right where her um uh when her dog walker her well her dogs got kidnapped and her dog walker got shot <laughs> a human being got shot, and all of the headlines were about the dogs who got kidnapped you know uh so yeah it's uh seems a little out of whack. We should move on because I know I'm going to fucking bury myself uh, in this, they, <laughs> in this yeah, conversation. Trey's real
1: sensitive. Trey feels like, uh, he feels like Papa John talking about Colonel Sanders when he talks about dogs. It's uh, about to
0: get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, um, so we don't, so, uh, Pro, uh, producer Matt, we ain't got any of the Pepe Le Pew stuff because we can just <laughs> talk about it. Uh, Pepe Le Pew's now been canceled too, everybody. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, and now Pepe Le Pew has been canceled. Although, I would argue that Pepe Le Pew, you know, has some cancelable offenses, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah. y'all don't know that we're talking about. the. There's a new Space Jam movie coming out. Uh, yeah. And they... Matt, Matt says he's got the
1: clip if you want to play it.
0: Okay. So. All right. If it's the second... Yeah. Anyway, if you got the Romo clip, play it if you have Both it. Both of them are
1: Bartiromo, but yeah.
0: The second <laughs> one is the one I mean, if you have it, Matt.
1: I oh, know yeah. <laughs> uh, sound, but here we go.
2: Uh, uh, following a busy week in censorship, a number of Dr. Seuss books being discontinued from publication, Warner Brothers scrapped an appearance of Pepe Le Pew from the upcoming <laughs> Space Jam 2 movie. Uh, following a busy week so, in censorship, a number of Dr. Oh, Seuss books so, being discontinued uh, from publication, Warner Brothers scrapped an appearance of...
1: Uh yeah, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, so all that happened was like a year and a half ago. Warner Brothers. If you guys know how to, how long animation takes. Um, Space Jam has been been dr- written probably five years ago and drawn three years ago, <laughs> and so they decided not to put Pepper Le Pew in because people have been doing. I mean, Chris Rock had a bit about Pepper Le Pew being a racist and I a mean, rapist. And, I like, actually think and it was. I, th-
0: I think it was Dave Chappelle, but yes, it was like yeah. twenty years ago, almost literally. It was the early two thousands. He had a he had a whole bit about Pepper Le Pew being rapey twenty yeah. years ago. So yeah. Not and that controversial or out of left field.
1: Also, it's a fourth tier Looney Tunes character. It's not like they got the guy right,
0: dude. Cover. No one gives a fuck about Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> Are you kidding me? No one's missing Pepe Le Pew's inclusion from Space Jam or whatever. And also, there was another Bart Romo clip which we're not gonna we're not gonna play. But she has this commentator on who clearly she expects to agree with her, and she's like, "Pepe Le Pew's been canceled. What do you think?" And the guy's like, "Well, I mean." If you watch that clip you just played, he seems pretty rapey, doesn't he? Like like do you see how he's treating that cat? He's that cat is clearly trying to get away from him by force and he won't let it happen. So, you know, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe well, this Warner one's Brothers, okay, the Republican commentator said on Fox News. So Warner
1: Brothers has LeBron James attached to a children's move that's gonna make one point five billion dollars. Uh, they do not want a single think piece about why Pepe Lepew's in it, they just don't want it, so they kind of like it's not even important. Who cares? There was also people that people were mad because they decided to redraw Lola Bunny to not, uh, you know, have so much,
0: so hot,
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah, (laughs) which her drawing Lola Bunny super hot was weird in the 90s, yes,
0: of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was, dude. They used to do all the kinds of that movies. shit. Like in the Lion King movie, Nala, man, she makes some real bedroom eyes at a few points in that movie. It's like they sexualized animals. And yeah, like you said that animals. was weird. That was weird then, you know. So addressing that now seems totally fine. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Can we just be less weird without having it be a talk show type right. Like, wow we... Right. It was like, yeah, it was probably like you know, somebody was super high on coke when they drew Lola Bunny in 1993 and uh, probably shouldn't have done it that way. Anyway, so let's, let's do something a little different.
0: Okay. All right. So we're, uh, I mean, I'm having a great time, but we need to move ahead a little bit here. Producer Matt, uh, I think. Let's um let's do a bit of a dumbass deep dive here. Y'all know him. You love him. The Q Shaman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> been in the news like everybody knows who i'm talking about the guy that stormed yeah there he is there at the bottom of the screen there he is with his buffalo horns and his raccoon hat and whatever else he had that that dude has been in the news recently because he was interviewed on 60 minutes plus the new uh paramount plus streaming platform news magazine show based on 60 minutes in which he had a Bunch of wild shit to say, I guess. Matt, if you've got that first clip we pulled with the excerpt from him. Although Mark, do you want to add anything to the setup to it?
1: No, this is just all really funny because it, it it's a three part story and it ends really funny. So uh just enjoy the clip to start with. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if you guys don't know, sometimes the system we all use gets overloaded. We have too many viewers and Matt's uh, computer can't keep up. So it slows us down sometimes. Uh, anyway. So what does this you? What happened? So uh, uh, this guy, he does a 60 minutes interview uh, where he says basically that he doesn't understand exactly what he did wrong. He's still a Patriot who loves his country. Uh, and uh, he was escorted in by the police, so none of it's his fault. And then he goes on to say that he loves Donald Trump because uh, Donald, he saw Donald Trump getting picked on by the media and it made him really identify just like how he was picked on in school and picked on at home. And so it's this huge victim narrative that will be really familiar to you if you paid any attention to the re- American right wing anytime soon. And so, so, okay, so you want to try playing? Go ahead. We, we, we do. I just told you what happened in the in the Q Shaman bit. Do you have the? Uh, do we have the mom bit uh, clip? Uh, Matt.
0: I think he's got the, uh, uh, the, the, the Shaman one. Yeah. When yeah, so you play. got Matt, you could so play he, if you think it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> said ten seconds. So we got like. Roughly yeah. five left. I want to read an excerpt from the uh, the article about about the judge refusing to release him that covers the day that he got uh, arrested because uh-huh. it's so hilariously indicative of these people, the people that we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about, like how hopelessly oblivious these people are to what yeah. even happened to them to what yeah. they did uh and so here's an example of that this is um uh, so He's the paragraph from the buzzfeed news article about this subject about the q shaman getting his uh bail request denied by the judge or whatever this is a little bit of background for you <laughs> the guy's name is jacob chansley right so anyway here we go chansley had called the fbi the day after the Capitol assault And not only confessed to participating in the insurrection, but also said he had plans to come back to Washington to protest President Joe Biden's inauguration, according to his charging papers. He was arrested on January 9th after driving to an FBI field office in Phoenix to speak with investigators, apparently unaware that charges had been filed against him under seal. The headdress he was photographed wearing inside the Capitol was in his car, along with face paint, a six foot spear and a bullhorn. He's been in custody since then. So just like, like I said, the glorious obliviousness to what they had even done. is the most consistent trait uh, across all the different cases of these people like he literally called the fbi himself he drove to the fbi with all his treason shit in his car and went in there like yeah what's the deal we're going to you know we're going to fix things here or whatever and then they uh and he's been in jail ever since
1: yeah <laughs> had no I idea. My understanding is that the, the federal bail systems uh easier to navigate and more lenient than a lot of like uh state and county bail systems. And so he probably could have gotten out of jail. if he'd been a little more contrite. But uh play the mom clip if you got it, Matt. Um, you can see what the problem here.
4: See anything wrong with what your son did? What what do you mean by
3: wrong? What like <laughs> wrong? He didn't he wa he went through open doors. <laughs> He was escorted into the Senate.
0: Escorted.
3: So I don't know what's wrong with that.
4: This was an attack on the U.S. Capitol. And your son was a part of it, whether or not you say he was violent. Do you see the gravity of it?
3: Of course. Of course. I feel the gravity of it because my son is, in. you know, he's... He's where he is right I feel now. Feel bad because so getting if he could take it back, he <laughs> exactly. would. Right, yeah. exactly. That. I know he that well. he's, Time is he's like, sorry. Of course, I see the gravity of it. Because he's, again, it all—it like, all. Oh, there were comes bad parts, but he wasn't part of those parts. He, he walked through open doors
0: to the, to the end. Did
4: it look like the doors were just peacefully open to the public? After
0: defending him peacefully, so much, is, she, why?
3: Why? Why the word peacefully? I mean, the doors were open. They were letting people in.
4: They were overcome okay. by a group of people, many of whom were armed.
3: Jacob wasn't a part of that. See?
4: I hear Jacob you wasn't saying, well, that. you know, my son was there, but he wasn't a part of the bad part of it.
3: Right? Right. Well, I think that's really important to understand that. But
4: wasn't all of that <laughs> He's bad? The wasn't any attack on the boy. Capitol, any so interruption of our democratic process? Isn't all of that bad? <laughs>
3: No, I don't think I don't think the process of being able to go, exercise your right.
0: Also this lady to, has a like leopard to free print speech and to stand Jane up for what you believe is right. But
3: it
4: is flag, not your ascot, right to interrupt the, democratic That's the best way I
0: can describe it is not your right listening.
4: to breach the capital, to go where you are not legally allowed to be. You know what
3: uh, what I would say to that is I don't think it's right that it uh, was one fraudulently. God. I don't believe it was one fairly
0: at all. Absolutely not. So both Jacob that okay. My thing with that that last part is like the way she says that seems to me like you can tell that she knows it's bullshit what she's saying. Like, it's not like, it's like she's like prepping herself to say some bullshit. You know what I mean? She's Or like she's saying it under her breath. Like, I know this isn't popular to say, but fraudulently. Um, but at the same no, time, I, I think I, that I, they believe all this stuff. I, like, I, I, it's I such a weird dichotomy was, to me. I, I took that to mean she was
1: whispering something she knew to be true, but she knew she'd get backlash
0: But for she it. couldn't say it. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. No, um, I
1: agree. But and and to, to be fair, about telling him being peaceful and unarmed, like they, in the charging documents, the cops are saying that the flag he was carrying had a pointed tip, which might be cops being cops, but it's right. he definitely because did he
0: pick it. that up in there?
1: I think did he, he just it. grab
0: a random flag, or did he bring right. that one in there?
1: He brought it. He was carrying he it outside the Capitol before, okay. before we went in. Um, but also, the the funny part about this is like all this came up because. Um, he filed a, uh, you know, he was trying to get bail and his argument <laughs> in his bail document, one, he was asking to be released into his mom's custody, which you see the problem with that there because his mom doesn't think he did anything wrong, right? She didn't, Even she wouldn't show contrition. Two, he was uh, saying that he needed to be let loose because of COVID restrictions. He was having difficulty talking to his lawyer over teleconferencing. Now, what's the problem with that when you just did fucking 60 minutes over teleconferencing?
0: Over teleconferencing, right. Yeah, exactly. So- yeah, the judge said... Uh, that it was so it was such an unsound uh, defense as to be insulting to the court because of that. Like, oh, I yeah. just can't I can't, you know, I can't properly meet with my lawyer via teleconferencing and then doing 60 minutes from jail over teleconferencing at the same do you, time.
1: Do you know want to know what doesn't really doesn't hit for judges is uh, openly bullshitting to their face. Like right. they, they deal with murderers all the time. If you're an honest murderer, you can get bail. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> what, you,
1: what you can't do is fucking tap dance around the truth. When they, when they can see it right in front of their face, you can't be like, I don't know how to work teleconferencing when he just saw you on second, 60, 60 minutes doing a teleconferencing interview. You can't fucking do that. So yeah, right. and your lawyer is going to probably drop you as a client. Cause that was really bad.
0: <laughs> all right. Mark. Let's, uh, let's move into the COVID relief package, if you will. And why don't, why don't you take us into this, please?
1: All right. So let's do the bad stuff first. <laughs> Cause I'm me. Uh, they fucking chicken down the $15 minimum wage, which bails on a campaign prog- a promise Joe had, although maybe they can go back to it later. It won't get to 15, but maybe they can talk Republicans into coming up to like 10 or 11 or some shit. Um, they means tested the, uh, the $1,400 checks, which uh, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's mad. It's not gonna be too grand. I understood the whole time. It's going to be 1400 to come up to, to add to, to the 600. That's also what Trump wanted, by the way, that McConnell wouldn't give him. Um, uh the mean means testing thing was so fucking stupid because it caused a yeah. big argument over nothing it didn't even save much money because the right. checks were still going to like ninety percent of people it wasn't enough money to add back in the bill to do anything else like they're like we'll save the money we'll use it for something else but it it couldn't beat the reconciliation uh, uh test to like do anything else with that money so it didn't save anything it's just going to piss off a bunch of people who are going to be accurate that they got less money from biden than trump gave them uh and uh because trump gave him two thousand dollar checks And then, when they voted down the fifteen dollars minimum wage, I'm sure you guys have seen this video. uh, Kristen Cinema, senator from uh, from Arizona, uh, who dresses like she mugged three different fun aunts, uh, did this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Miss Cinema, Miss Cinema.
1: Oh, that was sassy. That was real sassy. What Uh, is that? She did kind of a you, If you're listening to the podcast, she did kind of a half a thought. She walked up when she tapped Mitch McConnell on the shoulder to make sure he was watching, which is really fun. And then she walks up and does like half a little curtsy with a thumbs down and then turns and walks off with her Lululemon bag to uh, go party somewhere, I guess. Um, by the way, Kristen Sinema was on the record being for $15 minimum wage. <laughs> so I don't even know what the fuck she's doing. What uh, is is like-
0: the- what right i mean literally what is that like what like what is she trying to do with that like this cutesy little like she's dunking on the idea of a minimum wage uh minimum wage increase move and this is a democratic uh congresswoman from arizona why
1: and her seats i mean like she's not arizona is a purple state now and it's pretty i mean biden won it uh the other senator will want it democratic uh they have it uh i mean it's pretty fairly blue state now and by the way a 15 minimum wage polls way more popular than she is in arizona um so i don't know what she's up to or what she's doing so that's the right. bad part of
0: it the well, good part start, real quick the mains testing thing though before you move on to the good part like One of the things that's always driven me the most crazy about any efforts to try to increase the minimum wage or, you know, help out poor people or whatever is this obsession that a lot of Americans have with like not giving money to the wrong people, to the freeloaders (laughs) or the people that abuse the system or whatever. It's like, well, you can't give people money because it'll go to these pieces of shit who are lazy and they'll fucking do bullshit with it or whatever. And it's always killed me because like no one, I don't care how many people you uh, poll, no one feels that way about themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, well, I could could use that money. Yeah. But them sorry motherfuckers, they don't need it. And it's like, I don't understand that on any level because to me it's like, it's wild because it's almost like you're saying, I'd rather no one get anything than for some asshole who doesn't deserve it to get free money from the government, including yeah. myself, I'd rather I myself not get anything than uh-huh. some asshole to get some money he doesn't deserve. And I just don't I don't understand that. Like, why do you care? Why is this such a, uh, you know, an obstacle for so many people that they get so hung up on? It's always been so weird to me. Garvin, not
1: a spite, man. Uh, you, we are talking about is the phenomenon where, like, like people they drug test people for unemployment, right? Which is more right. expensive than just giving them unemployment. Like, dr- drug testing itself is super expensive, and it causes like a extra right. regulatory hurdles. Where it's like, and also, like, what does the fact somebody smoked weed twenty six days ago have to do with the fact they're unemployed today? Right. Like the two things aren't connected. But this is like means testing is sort of the opposite way, where it doesn't give it to the well off people, so it's only the pieces of shit getting this money, <laughs> kind of. Although they. Okay they worked really hard to not give it to like you know they, they made it really clear that undocumented immigrants can't get it but of course they can't because they don't like yeah well that's the, that's thing
0: right out yeah. yeah the i know that undocumented immigrants was like a, a big part of the argument or whatever but it's always well, but it, it's this, like human nature thing to make sure that only the right people get you know the benefits of stuff or whatever but it's hard to it's define also, what that even means if,
1: if you want to have a social program, the ones that survive are universal, right? Social security, Medicaid, roads, right. uh, like the, like rich people and poor people drive on the same fucking roads. I don't know if anyone's noticed that, like they all get right. access to the highway. Uh, we all get access to public schools. If you want to send your kid to a private school, you can, but you don't, if you want to send your kid to a public school, it's available to you. Um, used to be that way with public colleges. It used to be like, it's like the, the this idea that we have to like select who gets specific benefits. Is not only um, right. cheap and more. It's it, it, when you make it more expensive to administer, it makes the program more expensive than just sending right. it to everybody. Like, it, right. imagine right. how expensive it would be to to establish like a guarded toll booth at the freeway to make sure only people could get on <laughs> and pay the right amount of taxes. Right? right. It would be yeah, more expensive. A bu- than our, our government
2: done. is
0: already overly bureaucratic and inefficient yeah. anyway. So, adding in all these extra steps. To make sure that some arbitrary designation is met before any kind of benefits are received or whatever, is not ever gonna make any program work better, in no. my opinion. No, they the more forms.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to, to, to tag that before we move on, the, the, the more forms you have to fill out, the less people can figure out how to access the program, and the more pointless the program is. So that's right. that's basically the short of it. Um and they make it more complicated on purpose, so poor people can't figure it out. It says how unemployment works um so the the good of the bill all right uh first of all, one point nine trillion dollars is one point nine trillion dollars, and that was Biden's original ask, and he got pretty much every penny and a penny of it and a lot of that money is going to go to like we're talking about the checks, but really expanding unemployment benefits is a, is a, is a um is a much bigger part of the bill and more important to keeping people out of poverty and keeping people in housing um there's stuff for like uh uh, uh to help out indian uh, native reservations have been hit really hard with uh, with covid there's stuff to bail out hospitals and schools and get people ready to go back to school to pay for vaccines to to like uh, help out childcare uh, agencies who are going under uh, there's a lot of shit in here that's going to um make a lot of people's lives better and here's a way to think about it um this is from the LA times of uh, these numbers um the republican bill um from a couple years ago um Most of the benefits, nearly half the benefits, were the top five percent of incomes, which is people making more than three hundred eight thousand dollars. The Democratic bill, by contrast, sends about seventy percent of its benefits to those earning ninety one thousand dollars or less, which is the bottom three fifths of the nation's income distribution. Um, Those in the lower fifth, people that make less than twenty five thousand dollars, it would increase their take home income by twenty percent. This bill is going to make a lot of people's lives a lot better.
0: Yeah, Um, man when you when you make when you make less than twenty five thousand dollars a year, a take home income increase of twenty percent. Five grand is massive. Yeah. yeah, and five grand is huge. That's an insane amount of money for people uh in that tax bracket, you know. The, I know because that's most of my family and how I grew yeah. up.
1: The the <laughs> average crazy. uh the average I mean like my first job out of college, I think my salary was 24 grand a year. If you gave me an extra five grand that would have that would have fucking made my whole year. A, a right. Um <clears throat> um, uh, so that's great. I, I think I saw one number the average family of four is going to have an extra 7,400 bucks in their pocket this year. That's shoes and food and also keeps the economy out of a crater so we can all go back to our lives sooner. So if you have a small business or whatever, people are spending money in it. People are going out to eat. People are, you know, uh, like the nightmare scenario is people said, people get, if somebody is a middle, solid middle-class living give them a $1,400 check, they're just going to buy a new TV. You know how that helps? Everybody works at Best Buy. It's good. So, right. and one thing—not uh, to get uh, too bogged down into, into like economic theory—but one thing that's happened in the last few years is people that realize that our understanding of like how inflation works in economics is kind of bullshit. There's no real like cohesive theory for what the alternative is. But for like past 40 years, we've been operating under the, under the illusion that deficit spending and national debt would lead to interest would lead to inflation that would make everybody go broke and turn our currency into Zimbabwe's. Well. While trying to break even and stick to a budget, we have built a—I don't know—a ten trillion-dollar bud, budget a, a national debt, and nothing's fucking happened. Bad, or in fact, right. inflation's near zero. So right. it turns out we can't just print money and hand it out. It seems like, uh, which we always do for wars. Um, so it seems like the government's been like, right, let's try it this way for a while. Let's try making people's lives better without worrying about a, a fake national debt and see. And just try. It. Let's see what happens. Right. So I'm in favor of that at least.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. And they uh, there's also a measure in it to um, give more money to people with children uh, to address child poverty. So obviously that's uh, huge as well. The proposal, which can provide nearly all American families with monthly checks of up to $300 per child, would cut child poverty in half, lifting nearly 10 million children up to or above the poverty line. So, now, you know, like we talked about a lot on the show about the um, – about the Democrats getting in power and what they needed to do. And the idea that like past democratic policies that, you know, help people if they work the way they're supposed to. And as long as you do that, you'll be okay. But Mark, uh, not everybody's in favor of this. It didn't, this, uh, package, this bill didn't get a single Republican vote. Um, but to be fair to them, they were kind of busy. They were kind of busy this week. Uh, this is what the Republican leadership was doing uh, in the interim. Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sam. This fucking shit. I am Sam. Listen.
1: Sam I am.
0: <laughs> All right. You the he, he literally I just reads Green Eggs and that Ham, so we don't Sam have Sam. to sit here and watch it or listen to it. But... It was a a tweet that said, I like Dr. Seuss still, and I don't want Dr. Seuss to get canceled. If you agree, then retweet this. And it's literally just uh, Kevin McCarthy reading green eggs and ham as opposed to working on the stimulus package for, you know, all these. I I have a compromise. People.
1: I have a compromise proposal for you, Trey what if every single mom with two kids is about to uh, be homeless promises to spend part of her 14 year old check on a couple of Dr. Seuss books. How about that? <laughs> Will that fucking make them happy? Uh, because like, this is like, like I mean, he, go out to go complain too much about, uh, I mean, uh, Bernie said that uh, this was the, 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 one of the best bills is passed in his like 87 years in the Senate or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and I, 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 I take his word for it. Um, and it seems like it is going to help a lot of people, but going back to the Democrat brain thing and not getting any Republican votes, uh, man, they, 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 they negotiated down with, uh, I forget what Republican dipshit that the Joe Manchin took his like suggested amendment. And then they, no Republicans still voted for the fucking bill. So negotiated the Republican position and in exchange got zero votes. For so nothing. it didn't.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes. So, right. Like it, it's, we've been saying for forever, like don't waste your time trying to work with them, you know? And it, like, why? You're not going to get anything out of it. You compromise and then still don't get any support whatsoever. And that's just the way it's going to be. So who gives a shit what they think yeah. or what their positions are? Just move ahead without them and make people's lives better and see what happens. And um, so, uh,
1: so the state of the bill is they, the, the Senate passed their version after the House had passed theirs. So now this House has to repass the version the Senate passed, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's pretty much locked in to be what it is. But the Republicans can slow it down by doing a bunch of like amendment bullshit. Like, just they can just drag their feet and make it and and, um and make it take longer, which is what they're doing. So today, Tim Ryan went on the floor, a Democratic congressman from Ohio, he went on the floor and had this rant, which is pretty fucking cool.
2: Heaven forbid we pass something that's going to help the damn workers
0: in the United States of America. (laughs) Heaven forbid. We tilt the balance that has been going in the wrong direction for 50 years. We talk about pensions, you complain. We talk about the minimum wage increase, you complain. We talk about giving them the right to organize, you complain. But if we were passing a tax cut here, you'd be all getting in line to vote yes for it. Now stop talking about Dr. Seuss and start working with us on behalf of the American workers. I yield back the balance. Yeah. Dude, I, so I look, I I wasn't familiar with Tim Ryan before the Democratic debates um, early in the, the election process. And the, the main thing I remember about him, I remember him kind of shooting his foot at a couple of shooting himself in the foot a couple of times. But the main thing I remember about him was he was the only one I felt who spent any real time sort of standing up for you know working people or the working man or blue collar people or whatever so like you know he's been pounding this drum for a while i think i don't i'm not from ohio i don't know all the rest of his stances or whatever but i do you know he's he put some actual effort towards trying to um take care of working class americans and i appreciate that
1: yeah he's sort of like a in that Joe Biden lane where it's like centrist, but also super pro union. He's from Youngstown. His parents worked in like factories and shit. And he, he talks about that all the time. He also, uh, he doesn't appear to have any like huge skeletons. He has like a wife. He actually lives with, uh, like most <laughs> uh well,
0: that's good.
1: <laughs> but he, has, he also, uh, he writes self-help books in his spare time. He, uh, he's written two: the real food revolution, healthy eating, green groceries and the return of the American family farm. And he wrote in one on mindfulness called A Mindful Nation, how, to, how a Simple Practice Can Help Us Reduce Stress, Improve Performance, and Recapture the American Spirit. So uh, <laughs> so if he runs for president again, I'll think about voting for him just based on that. He also challenged Pelosi for a uh, minority leader in 2016, uh, correctly surmising that she's out of date and sucks. Um, so, yeah, I like Tim Ryan, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I do too. All right, so we we need to move on. Let's talk uh, about the filibusters. You know, as much as we can. Obviously, with um, we're talking about, you know, if the Democrats are in power, they got to do. They just got to pass their shit and get it through there. But obviously, uh, the way it works in American politics, the minority party has the power of the filibuster, which I feel like. We, could be kind of understandable if it wasn't so perverted to the point of like they can they can just say they can just sort of declare i'm filibustering this and that's all it takes as opposed to having to actually show up and do the thing it's like michael scott in that one episode of the office where he like declares bankruptcy or whatever they can yeah. just declare filibustering but that works though in our current system which is just so patently bullshit
1: It doesn't even have to be a, uh, a Senator. Uh, What they do, the, the, the uh, office of the leader, the, the the various party leaders will call around to their members and ask if they plan to filibuster and a single staffer, maybe an intern who answers the phone. you be like, yeah, we're going to filibuster. And that's the bill's dead because you assume if, if one member of a party is going to do it, then you probably got another, you, you, you can pull together another 39. Um, so, it's a st- really stupid fucking system that's very anti-democratic, small, anti-small-d democratic. Uh, it's extremely dumb, and, it, and it, it's really imbalanced too. Because the Democrats are the only ones that want to pass bills. Like Trump, Trump had unified control of the government for two years and passed one law essentially—the tax cut. That's all they wanted yeah. to do was cut taxes. You know, and right. they tried to they tried to kill Obamacare, but didn't really have consensus for that, so they fucking quit on that. Um, so the the it's really biased in favor of the people who don't want to do anything, which is you know one sided street here. And so this this debate's happening in context of HB one, which is the New Voting Rights Act, the John Lewis Act, um, John Lewis Memorial Act, RIP. And uh, it, the, the context is uh, a bunch of Republican states are passing laws to make it very very hard to vote uh, as a backlash to Trump losing. Right. Yeah, Georgia Georgia Republicans are being especially egregious. They might as well call it the Jim Crow Act. Um, which they're right. trying to do. And uh, so. So this interview with Joe Manchin happened today, and it was pretty interesting. If you you have Manchin uh, ready, Matt, go ahead.
2: The Senate was designed for the minority's input. Is there nuance in your statement? Is there nuance nuance in that answer? There, There are so many different ways you can look at that. You can look at it as, what's the pain? You had Jimmy Stewart when Mr. Smith comes to Washington. This talking filibusters, you had that. You had other things to where people had to be present when they basically announced that they were going to filibuster. And it had to be the pain of being there, not just saying it from your office and calling down saying, I'm against that and let the good times roll because you don't have to be present. So many things that we can do, but you have to give the minority the ability to object or involve themselves. But still 60 votes. You're not taking it down to a different bar. no, 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 I have not. And will not on that. No, 60 vote. But there's different ways to get to that 60 vote. And people have to make sure that they're willing to to uh, show them. And it'd be great, don't you think, if someone was down there telling you why they're objecting. Yeah. If I was in the minority, I'm telling you I'm objecting to objecting to something that the majority wants. That's such a seemingly common
0: sense stance on that subject of wouldn't it be great if the person who objected to this had to stand there in front of you and explain to you why they object to it like it's insane that it doesn't automatically work that way you know that we have to argue in favor of making it work that way it's crazy that it would ever work any other way you know but what are you gonna do
1: to uh it is like if, if you should and if, if the idea is that the better legislation comes out of debate then being able to just like say on the phone I filibuster and offer no reason and be able to stop a bill again it could be because your brother-in-law didn't get a cut of whatever it is then you're an it's, it's a system designed for assholes to prosper right but you should at least have to stand like Rand Paul did a pretty epic a good filibuster uh, about Obama's drone policy a couple of years ago when he stood on the floor and he fucking made his case for like 10 hours or whatever. That was actually the one good thing Rand Paul ever did to my knowledge. Other than uh, establish his own ophthalmology board to certify himself. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, And to, to translate what Joe Manchin's saying there, um, the 60 vote threshold, you can ignore that because you don't actually need 60 votes to pass a vote. You need 60 votes to bring it to the floor. You can still pass with 50. So in politician talk, what he's saying is open and changing the filibuster rules to make it much harder to filibuster and easier to pass legislation. So that's good. He, he's, he's coming up with a framework where he can say he's still kept the filibuster, but also make it easier for Joe Biden to pass his agenda. So,
0: yeah, that's right. good. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Matt, yeah, questions and comments, whatever y'all got out there. While Matt's looking for some of those, Mark, I wanted to ask, because I said something about it up top. We haven't talked about it. Uh, how do you feel about the British royal family, Mark? Uh, do you care at all? Oprah's big blockbuster interview. How? Where are you standing on all that?
1: Well, uh, I've actually, the, the last like half decade or so, I've come, I, I'm kind of in favor of an American symbolic monarchy, so a president can actually do governing shit and... Uh, somebody else can do the ribbon cuttings and handshaking All the stuff that Trump liked doing Like the state dinners and uh, greeting the college football teams um, Let Trump do that That's all he wants to do If he wants to do that, fuck it, who cares Yeah. But as far as the specific British role of family
0: yeah.
1: uh, The ones who All their in-laws were literally married to higher-ups In the, the Adolf Hitler's regime uh, <laughs> uh, Not a fan Not a fan They suck yeah. And uh, I cannot give a fuck about them I uh, don't care. Don't understand why anyone else cares, especially Americans. But
2: yeah. Meghan so, Markle killed Pierce says,
0: says, oh, my God, do we have to talk about this? And I mean, I hear you, Kim. And you know what? I, on that note, we could we can just move on. But it's like I'm completely it's funny. I agree with you, Kim, and I agree with Mark. It's like, why do we in America give a fuck about this? But I also recognize that spending time talking about it on this show is, you know, kind of hypocritical to that stance so you know i get it but i feel like taking a moment just to say yeah fuck them who gives a shit is not the same thing as uh being fully enamored with it or getting obsessed about it uh nicole johnson says i have a cat named peppy lepew do i need to change his name now Uh, No. yeah no you're fine Although he would like Pepe Le Pew's a skunk, right? The yeah. cat the cat was the object of his affections. So if you're doing some little kind of role reversal thing there, you know, oh it's a it's a cutesy name, I guess. I'm Pepe assuming Pepe the cat Pepe. has the
1: stripes on the back. That's probably why I got the name. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it, it's a good name for a cat. And your cat's probably fixed, so it's not sexually assaulting anybody. Good job.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, who knows who's to say? Uh animal. <laughs> Animals can be a little sexually assaulty. Uh, do, you, do
1: you think the people? I, I kind of think the people should be most offended about Pepe Le Pew were the French.
0: French, of course, dude, <laughs> absolutely. But like, you know, we ain't never gave a shit what the French think about anything. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think is fine. That's fine. We got. They don't give a shit what we think either. It's a symbiotic relationship we have in that way. So I think it's okay. But yes. Yeah. That, we gang up.
1: Uh, we, we we get together every uh, couple decades to, to to get in a war together and uh either kick some uh, German ass or lose to the Vietnamese together. So whatever, whichever way it goes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Plorn dude says normally I don't care what royalty's up to, but all that racist bullshit needs a word or three. My um, thing with that is like and I don't mean this in any kind of dismissive way, but it's kind of like that Bill Burr bit he had about like, what about Donald Sterling, whatever he's like, what did you think they thought? Like she literally, she's been the queen for so long that when she became the queen, she had like African colonies. She's like a colonial. Do you know what I mean? From from half a century plus ago. Like it, and I know, I, and I know it's not it's not literally the queen that they're saying who said that shit. But I'm just saying, yeah, and like Mark said, they have Nazi ties and whatnot. It's not at all surprising to me that would, they were concerned about. I mean, they didn't like the fact that Meghan Markle was American. You know what I mean? Like, let alone a person of color, like nothing is less surprising to me than hearing that they were up. They were, you know, they were concerned about the degree of ethnicity that this new, uh, progeny would have, you know, I mean,
1: Queen Elizabeth was, uh, homies with, uh, Winston Churchill who literally did genocides. So I don't know what we're talking about, (laughs) but the, uh, I mean, as far the, the British media is wild to me, I don't really understand the contours of British racism, but every time I see a clip of them talking about this shit, it's like, Holy shit. It's right. like, I saw one last week where, so a dude was like saying that, like to me, Meghan Markle isn't, isn't black. I don't think of her as black. And you get this, all these explanations for why she's not black. And every, every single reason was like racist <laughs> as shit. He was like comparing her to a hypothetical black woman who yeah. she doesn't look like. Cause she's better looking then. And it was like, right. what the fuck man?
0: Right. Uh Stephanie Wazley said, Wow, colonizers might be racist. Shocker. And yeah, right. I agree with you, Stephanie. That's how I feel about it too. It's not surprising. But again, that don't make it okay. And it's still wild to hear it just put out there like that, you know, for sure. But um yeah, it's you, not you, not surprising. You um, ever been to, uh, Oh uh, producer man yeah. just reminded me actually, and I did I did want to say this. Uh for anybody listening, um, That mostly does the audio or whatever, or if you do both or whatnot, I want to make, uh, to remind everybody that we're on weekly skews. Now we've got the weekly skews, Facebook page and all that. We're still broadcasting from my regular pages and we're going to continue doing that. But the audio version of it, I've been putting it on the well-read podcast feed and rather than continue to spam up the well-read podcast feed with week with, uh, skews episodes, uh, we're going to put all the audio, the podcast versions of the show on the weekly SKUs, Spotify and Apple podcast feeds in the future. So just get on there and look up weekly SKUs and then it will be just that. And you want to deal with that and me and Corey and Drew doing our bullshit uh, all at once. So we are moving that over there. So, yes, uh, Matt, thank you for reminding me of that, because, yes, that's a, a, a change we're making. So check that out. Anyway, sorry. were you about to say something, Mark.
1: Uh, I was gonna ask if you ever been to Hawaii.
0: Yeah, I have. We did some shows in Hawaii, a couple of them. Beautiful, loved it. But what were you gonna say about it? The whole uh, colonial part of it?
1: Yeah, it was like we're we're yeah. supposed to my my mom wants to take a trip there for celebrate her retirement. Congratulations, mom. Uh in June, vaccine uh, uh you know, status of COVID uh dependent. But uh my wife and I went a couple of years ago for the first time, and I wasn't really that aware of Hawaiian history. But if you want to right. see the land speed record for white peopling, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, like man. but they were the islands were discovered by white people until 1790, something, I think. And between then and 1940, which is only 150 years, um, which we you know between that and Pearl Harbor like wiped up 95% of Hawaiians, imported a bunch of slaves. He changed hands three or four times, a bunch of wars. It's like, Jesus Christ. uh,
0: Yeah, very corporate fruit company bullshit going on. Like not just governmental stuff. No, they got fucked over. and And it's like still very much, and rightfully so, it's still very much a thing. I mean, I've only been to Hawaii once for a few days, but like I ran into multiple people, multiple Hawaiians, and it came up like every time the, the sort of like colonial history there. And again, rightfully so I don't blame them, but yeah, it's uh shady and unfortunate and very typical of all of us. British Commonwealth adjacent <laughs> entities over the years. Cause that's the thing. We learned it from you, mom. You know what I mean? Like we're still like, we, <laughs> we're, uh, we're one of Brit. Like America gets all this flak for being the new empire and being, uh, uh, empirical and racist and all that stuff but hey like we're just britain's baby at the end of the day like Brit- britain really kicked it all off in my opinion
1: yeah they, they always say they're like we don't learn their lessons we're just behind them a learning curve it's like you know like stuff like no land wars in asia like shit like that <laughs> <laughs> doing it.
0: right oh uh, all right well thank you all very much for joining us we'll be back next week uh march 16th Yeah, next Tuesday, March 16th. And uh, we'll see what's happened between now and then. This is Weekly Skews. See y'all later.
3: Later.